Hello, Bleepheads. Sean here. Thank you so much for listening to What the Bleep Are You Playing? This is a very special episode of What the Bleep Are You Watching? Our podcast that we play over on our Patreon, patreon.com slash whatthebleep. In honor of Street Fighter VI launching today, we thought we would cover Street Fighter II, the animated movie, for What the Bleep Are You Watching? If you enjoyed this episode and would like to listen to more of them, you can just by subscribing over at our Patreon, patreon.com slash whatthebleep. You also get our What the Bleep Are You Playing episodes one week early and a chance to support us as we try to continue to grow and continue to do this passion project that we have. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate each and every one of you. And without further ado, enjoy. Welcome to What the Bleep Are You Watching, a podcast where we watch a film and tell you why the bleep we watched it. I am Hadoken Sean. This is Shuriken Thomas and special friend Mason. And we watched... Street Fighter 2, the animated movie. How are you guys doing? Now, so something that I was confused about when I was watching this is that uh, which of the like nine million versions of Street Fighter 2 is this based on? Yes. Yes. <laughs> that's the only thing that I know about Street Fighter 2 is that there's like a billion different versions of the same game. So we are uh, celebrating the release of Street Fighter 6. By watching the best Street Fighter movie? Probably. What else is there to compare it with? Obviously the masterpiece that is the Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. So what else is there to compare it to? You like The Room. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nah, in all seriousness, no. Uh, this is probably the best Street Fighter movie. Again, that Mason's not wrong. It's not a high bar. So, yeah. So, this was... Released in Japan in 94, August 6th, 1994. It was released theatrically in the United Kingdom, France, and Spain. But it was not theatrically released in America. (laughs) It was dubbed uh, by English and then uh, distributed out by Toei in Japan. And then 20th Century Fox was the distributor here in America. So technically, really? Street Fighter to the animated movie is, is now owned by Disney. Is now owned by Disney, so uh, Ryu, best Disney princess. <laughs> no, no, it's Ken. It's I was going to say, you see that hair in the flashback, it's Ken. <laughs> so when is, so when is uh, Street Fighter World going to be added to Kingdom Hearts? Soon. <laughs> but only from this movie. So Sora just all of a sudden becomes like a 90s anime protagonist. This movie is the most 90s anime that is ever 90s anime, but also with the most 80s movie soundtrack that is ever 80s movied. (laughs) Yeah. The the score. The the licensed music, because there's a lot of licensed music in English dub. 
That's 90s. That's all shit. 90s. That's yeah. 90s shit. Which is <laughs> something a lot of dubs did in 90s and then in the 2000s was when they would take, especially movies. They did it less with series. Uh, but to try to attract audiences, they would put all the like hard rock licensed music onto things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, this movie has it. Yeah, this movie not, really does. I'm not sure if Dragon Ball would have gotten the same uh, praise if instead of making Rock the Dragon, they just put in corn music for the intro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'd watch it. That'd actually get me to watch it. <laughs> but in '94, in, in to have a $6 million budget in Japan is really high. And, uh, and that, I think that is because Street Fighter 2 was on top of the goddamn mm-hmm. world. Like, there's Street Fighter 2 exploded the fighting game genre. So, And this uh, the announcement of this uh, movie happened in a Street Fighter tournament. Which is, is kind of amazing. Yeah. It's really the only way they could have done it, isn't it? Uh, pretty much. And it made $29 million if you adjust for inflation. God, not too shabby. Yeah. Not too so, shabby. Considering without a U.S. theatrical release, which, yeah. not that it would have made buku bucks here, but it would have still probably pulled in $15, 20000000 I would bet. Because yeah, it was released on HBO mm-hmm. in... America, I believe. I believe that's correct. This is a weird film in that it is kind of in that area where anime had not fully taken off in America yet. So, like, I think that's probably why they didn't release it in theaters or didn't, like, have as big of, like, a theatrical release because we're still a few... We're at kind of the beginning of anime hitting America. Mm -hmm. Uh yeah, we're still like I think a year or so, maybe two, from Dragon Ball Z starting to air on uh, TVs in America. We're a ways away from. We're still a few years from Pokemon airing in America, so well, this, and, this, and and being a thing. So like this would have been after uh, Akira came out, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So like there, there, there are obviously there was a lot of anime. There's tons of great '70s and '80s anime. Like anime has been around for a long time, but it really hadn't hit America other than niche audiences at this point because it wasn't airing on a lot of tv channels you know mm-hmm. if you were into it it's because you found it and you know you know you you got illegally pirated stuff or you know mm-hmm. somebody had you know recorded a vhs from japan or you know you had fan dubs and sub you know putting subtitles on it but it was hard to find like dubbed anime a ton at this point because it just wasn't super popular yet right and uh, then it would become really popular. I wonder what a movie like this would look like in, with something like the modern dubbing take, taking over it, uh, and how much uh, that might have might change some of the look of this film. Yeah, in terms yeah. of the way it's it's done, because it is very '90s dubbing. Not that any of the voice actors are necessarily bad, no. but there's just a style of dubbing that '90s anime had that is sometimes. Not good. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't age well. Yeah, that's kind of the thing about it. So. But yeah, what do you say we jump right into the plot here? Because not a lot of little extra things really to talk about besides this uh, this movie. And then the plot in this movie is um, well, it's there are some street fights in the Street Fighter there, movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? It, it it get you get what you were advertised. So. You get yeah yeah yeah. So we open on lightning and epic music as the uh, 
opening credits are rolling, uh, and we have the grunts of men fighting. It rolls over a uh, a uh, street yeah. into this Street Fighter movie. Which I'm sure this was probably a cool as hell opening in Japan where the characters are popping up in between. It's still cool here, but I can't read a goddamn thing. <laughs> it's all in kanji. <laughs> Almost all in kanji, yeah. But we get our first shot of Ryu, and he's fighting... Thomas, who is he fighting? Sagat. Sagat, you thank you. Uh, Bob Sagat. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna... F- <laughs> so... Not to punch Mason in this new <laughs> Mason fight, uh, but uh, Ryu is fighting Sagat, and uh, something is watching them and scanning them. Uh, as scanning they, them they're for fighting. power levels. Yes. Yeah. Uh, eventually, R- Ryu wins the fight by uh, using his Hadouken yeah. as, it, as he fires it into what we get the title drop. Yeah, which is a dope ass title. Mm-hmm. It is very, it is very. Cool. And we'll probably bring it up more as the movie goes on. But just from the beginning, you can tell the animation in this movie is fucking stunning. Oh yeah, <laughs> and this the, is, the yeah. art is also really good. There are moments where some of the faces don't always look great, but yeah. overall, the art is really good in this movie. Yeah, like even just stills of this movie, I find really yeah, gorgeous. and this yeah, and that that this whole intro is really good at being like at like. If you if you're in on this intro, you're in for the rest of the movie. Pretty, Pretty much, yeah. yeah. It really it sets the tone really well. Yep, because it is in fact a fight. It's a good ass fight, but that's kind of all. It's, a, <laughs> it's also it's a fight. immediately you notice kind of the way they're gonna do the style of the fights in this movie. This this scene sets the tone that a lot of the fights are going to be more of a close-up, that they're not as concerned with showing you as much of the cool action. While there is a lot of cool action, they're not as much concerned. They're more concerned about the characters being up close and fighting. Uh, So, like, if you had pulled back a little bit and drawn it, uh, you might get less of the facial expressions and more of, like, the action. And they're really concerned with how everyone's reacting during the fight. Mm Mm-hmm. We cut after the title to a building of some form, and there's a there's a lady disguised as a, a as a, men are walking out of the building, and uh, oh, it's Cammy, and she attacks. Yeah, breaks this uh, minister of justice, I believe was. The I think that's name. right. And Cammy, Street Fighter, you know, it's usually pretty PG. You just get knocked out. There's not a whole bunch of talk of death, except in like backstories. And then Cammy just snaps the dude's Cam- neck. Yeah, Cammy makes <laughs> Cammy snap like this is this movie is probably the most graphic I've ever seen uh, Street Fighter get. Yeah, because yeah, there's a lot of blood. There, mm. It's not necessarily like brutal stuff. Like Street Fighter is not going Mortal Kombat or anything, but there's definitely plenty of blood. There's a lot of bones breaking and all that shit. Mm-hmm. So. It, it definitely has a lot more brutality than the games usually do. Yes. Which I'm fine with, because when you look at it in the games, there's... Yeah, it makes sense that these people would be getting fucking brutalized. And Cammy, and in the backstories, especially Cammy's, she is a trained assassin. So it makes sense that her first scene in one of her two scenes is her killing someone. So We cut after that, uh, and that's pretty much the last we're going to see of Cammy, aside from a small moment later. Hi, yeah, Cammy, you were yeah. in this movie. Uh, yeah, that's... 
little warning if you're somehow a Street Fighter fan who has not seen this movie. First off, I'm shocked. <laughs> Second of all, a lot of fan favorite characters are just Side-lined. are very much sidelined. Well, they just wanted to make sure every character got represented in this movie, but not always not necessarily like as an actual character it, yeah. in this movie. Not, not not necessarily like important to the story, just that mm-hmm. they're there. Yeah. But uh, that that being said, she does get more to, to do in this movie than um, what's it? Akuma, is that his name? Uh, yeah, Akuma Zangief uh, Blanca, uh, DJ. Take your pick. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of kind of sideline characters. Heck, after the opening bit, even though Sagat's in this movie, he doesn't do anything else the rest of this movie. Really, not really. Yeah. Chun Li is now the cutover, and she is talking to leaders of Interpol, mm-hmm. and uh. Talking about what's going on, it seems like bad things are happening, you know, and evil M. Bison is doing things. And, you know, uh, as he does. Uh, they call it the Shadow Law, right? It's Shadow Law. law in Even this. though it's, in every other adaptation, it's Shadow Lu, or is that just Japanese? And I'm being a weeb. I don't remember. It might be. It I, might be I a think, little bit. I, I think it's, it's usually Shadow Lu, but a lot of adaptations call it Shadow Law. It, it might be one of those translation things that can be translated multiple ways because the Japanese letter isn't one way or another necessarily. Right, yeah. Uh, Chun-Li then goes to meet Guile, who is flying planes, and basically is like, we need to work together. And Guile's like, fuck off, woman. Guile's like, yeah, I, I work alone. Yeah, Guile kind of has the... He has a little bit of an arc in this movie, not much of one, but he's got the arc of kind of learning to trust specifically Chun-Li. Yeah, he doesn't have much of an arc in this movie, but the movie is mostly portrayed through his eyes. Like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, even though technically, really the main character of the movie is... We follow Ryu for a lot of it, but... Ryu and Ken are yeah, the main characters. Ryu this. and Ken are the main characters. But it's it's not really seen through their eyes except through the flashbacks. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right, it is mostly Guile's eyes. Uh, maybe that was their way of tying it into the 94 movie. <laughs> I, yeah, maybe. Maybe a bit. Uh, we then cut to Bison, uh, who is walking with uh, Vega, Balrog. Sagat, and Balrog. And they then walk and walk. They walk for a very long time. It's, it's like and three walk. minutes straight of walking. And, yeah, They uh, were really proud of this animation they did. It's like, you're gonna sit here and you're, you're gonna, gonna watch these characters walk. You're gonna fucking like it. And he walks all the way to get into a room to sit down and then for a, uh, his scientist man to be like, oh, sir, we are here. It's like, what, what, why is the room so far into the, like, is your fortress this massive? That's what I like to imagine. I mean, it's in the middle. It's it's built into a fucking mountain. It ain't exactly tiny. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, it's a very weird kind of like... they. Some of it maybe is like they're padding the runtime. I don't know. But there, there's a couple of times where like it's like... Were we just going to watch these people walking? I mean, this movie's an hour and 40 minutes long. They didn't need to pad it out that much. I was going to say they really... I would think. They could have cut it down to just an hour 30. They're like, hmm, more walking or more cami. Walking. Walking. Uh, it turns out that Bison is creating, having cyborgs created uh, that are watching people. Monitor cyborgs, I believe is what they call them. Yes, monitor cyborgs. And uh, they are tall, monster, definitely, you know, if I'm going to do try to create inconspicuous uh, uh, cyborgs, I'm definitely going to make them giants. These were the... These were the 
the things that were scanning Sagat and Ryu. Yes. During their fight, yeah. So definitely, if and, I'm going to hide into a crowd, I'm definitely going to be making them designed after the things that are taller than most crowds. <laughs> yeah, and you might be wondering, well, what are the monitor cyborgs for? They are analyzing uh, fighter data, basically. They're seeing who's the toughest, who's the strongest. Basically, Bison is trying to create a super team, kind of, like his be- the best or eliminate anyone who won't join or can't be mind-controlled. Pretty much, yeah. Basically, he's like, I will control all the high power levels. What are they, some kind of suicide squad? Uh, the Every monitor, <laughs> the monitor cyborgs are basically just the scouters from Dragon Ball. <laughs> yeah, they really are. They just happen to have a whole ass body now. Uh, we then cut to Ryu training, because uh, that is what Ryu does in his spare time. And whenever we cut to Ryu or Ken, we get a flashback as well to watching Ryu and Ken have their budding romance. I mean, learn how to fight. <laughs> Reminds me a lot of the um, the the scenes in GI Joe. With with Snake Eyes, with Snake Eyes and the uh, and, and the Storm other Shadow, and Storm Shadow, yeah. I mean, they're the same in that there is martial arts and and, uh, flashbacks. and flashbacks, but really, they're the tone of them are very different. Yeah, that's fair. We flash back to, to fighting Ken, and we have that uh, uh, that then we get to Ken after that, and he is talking to a lady, Eliza, Eliza, the love of his life. Sure. <laughs> Definitely not Ken. Or not uh, Ryu. <laughs> uh, yep. More, more than anything, this is just to introduce the characters here. Just like, yeah, hey, look, this, these are characters. This is kind of the big overview of the characters. So. We then cut to uh, Fei Long is late for his movie. Uh, and the director is very upset. Enter in uh, walking into a fighting area where Ryu is being forced to fight a man. Because, because he a, said something. Because apparently he shit talked, even though Ryu says, I didn't say anything. Yeah, it's... Who knows? Ryu wins that fight really easily, and then Fei Long... Like one punch. Yeah, basically. Yeah, not even a punch, he just headbutts the guy. Really headbutts right. the oh, victory. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Fei Long... really likes headbutts. It does. Oh, yeah. Fei Long's like, mm, I'm going to be your new challenger, and decides to fight Ryu. And thus we get the big fight, the first big fight of the movie, Ryu versus Brian Cranston. Phelan <laughs> is being voiced by Brian Cranston, yes, in a small role. <laughs> there's there's a lot of voice actors where you're like, oh shit, like they're in there. Most so. of them are like early anime and animation voice actors, like the amount of times I go, I've heard that voice, I've heard that voice, and it's usually just a small character in some random anime I've seen. Yeah. But uh, the Brian Cranston one is wild because it it he did do a lot of voice work, but never really under his own name. He used pseudonyms, mm-hmm. uh, which at, before getting his big breaks and actually in movies and TV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, which I know everyone's like Walter White from Breaking Bad. That's the Brian Cranston they always hear. I always hear Hal from Malcolm in the Middle. That's what I was <laughs> thinking too. So That's, I'm just yeah. so I'm just imagining Hal in the same scenario as Ryu, where he didn't actually say anything, but gets forced into the yeah, Bri- fighting ring. Brian Cranston is, will always be Hal for me. <laughs> There's a great Brian Cranston story out there because he was on Seinfeld, and he really he, he he's a dentist, I think it's a dentist or a doctor. And in the scene before putting uh, the laughing gas, I think so. A dentist putting on laughing gas, I believe it's on Jerry Seinfeld. He takes a hit of it and then pour put it on. But the joke of this is that that's not in the script. That wasn't even his idea. At the end of one night, we're practicing. Well, like a carpenter on the set, like was like, "Hey, 
you know what would be funnier? <laughs> if you did this. And Brian Krantz was like, you're right, good carpenter man. It's one of the funniest <laughs> TV stories I think I've ever heard. <laughs> that is that is hilarious. Uh, but before he did that, he was Faye Long, who is the Bruce Lee wannabe. Uh, and this fight's pretty good. Like, it's solid. Ryu is definitely in control for the majority of the fight, but it's not a, like... It's not one one punch. It's not a beat down. Mm -hmm. It's just Ryu. You kind of know Ryu is going to win. Ryu eventually breaks his arm. Yep. So, but they're both being scanned by robots because robots are everywhere. Uh, And Bison has just sent so many of these goddamn things out. And then so many robots in disguise. There is also robots scanning uh, an abandoned building area, and that's because Ken is in a fight. He is fighting T-Hawk, voiced by our favorite Steve Bloom. Yes, friend of the show. We've never met. Yes. I wish he was friend of the show. He's friend of the show in my heart. He's friend of the show as in we keep yes, running we into keep him. We keep him up. In, in my heart, he's my friend. <laughs> uh, and Ken really wipes the floor with T-Hawk. Yeah. yeah. Which then kind of has that we see a little bit of that uh, Bison is like... Mm. Yeah, Bison. Interesting. They overlay the footage so that Ken and Ryu are fighting at the same time. They're like, "Oh, it's the same moves. They trained under the same master." And Bison's like, "Hmm. All right, get the white boy." <laughs> uh, it's uh, they because they they bring the the scientist guy uh says something about that when they're watching. He's like that their powers are that they're very similar. Powers. They're very similar power in very similar in strength and. Which, it cracks like me up going back to this before all of the other, like, kind of retcons. Mm. Because there's so much shit where it's like, Ryu and Ken are the same power level. And I'm like, I mean, kind of? <laughs> <laughs> but Ryu also has, you know, Dark Ryu. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Well, you're telling me there isn't a Dark Ken yet? Violent Ken. Oh. Capcom I mean, we, we kind of got Dark Ken in this movie. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's yeah. true. Then we, did, wait, then we did get violent Ken in this movie. Uh, so, after all that, we cut to India. I'm assuming India, because we have Gandhi. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gandhi's just there, for some reason. You know, not unimportant to the story, it's just, you know, just We have, in the background of this se- these scenes, we have Akuma who's and Gandhi. <laughs> who are just there. Yeah, which, again, kind of cracks me up, because Akuma would become arguably one of the most important characters in Street Fighter to the point where he breaks into other franchises because of how important he is. And this movie, he's just a guy. Just a, just a guy in the background. Because they didn't have much lore on Akuma yet other than he is a strong fighter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Ryu uh, accidentally makes a kid spill milk and then is like, here, take money. Go get milk for your mother. Because Ryu has no use for money. Yeah. Uh, that it's, it's it's a scene there. I guess it's trying to say that Ryu's selfless. Like, it, again, there's sometimes this movie is just scenes of things happening at times. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that don't always tie together. But I, I guess they're trying to just build up that Ryu's a nice guy. Yeah. Like, they, he, he does the right thing and he's nice. It just, it, it a lot of it does kind of feel like Street Fighter fan service. Mm-hmm. Which I like, but I... <laughs> Uh, That's fair. That's we fair. cut to a fight happening. Well, it is E Honda, uh, voiced by the same voice actor who voiced Joseph Joestar in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, uh, which 
was a light bulb moment for me. Going, oh my god! <laughs> um, uh, uh, voicing E Honda and uh, Dalsim is also, and they're fighting. And we don't get much of this fight. It's cool. They show come. They like yeah. Dalsim shows some of his moves off that you see from the game. Uh, but and then he starts using some mystic v- magic stuff to control, like try to to shut down like E Honda's brain. And E Honda's like, "Don't cheat." Yeah. Which, no, that's not a thing in the games. I don't know why they didn't just have him breathe fire, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And Dalsim then is like, I feel power. And he looks around and he sees Ryu in the crowd and then basically like, I forfeit. There's a powerful dude in the crowd. I have to forfeit. Yeah. <laughs> and Honda's just like, what the fuck? Yeah. No, I want to fight. You're no. not going to lose honorably? Uh, uh, then some people come in and try to they assassinate Gandhi yeah they uh, just they drive by uh, they drive by shoot just basically everyone in the crowd almost Ryu's, including Gandhi yeah, including Gandhi Ryu saves the little girl who's back <laughs> but not Gandhi for some reason wow Ryu way to pick your way to and Way to prioritize. Look, the then little the, girl is cute. Gandhi isn't. Fuck him. <laughs> then the most important thing happens. Ryu kicks through a car. <laughs> she cracked me the fuck up. Uh, and, uh, yeah. That's the India scenes. Uh, Ihonda comes over and offers Ryu money because he helped him win the fight. And, and then he's like, us Japanese fighters need to stick together. Which I like Ihonda's just kind of a stand-up guy. We don't get much E-Honda in a lot of Street Fighter Extended Universe stuff, so it's kind of nice to see a lot of them here. Mm-hmm. Guile is driving, and uh, Chun-Li stops him, uh, and then he's like, I'm doing my own thing, and she's like, I can take care of myself, and then he starts to maybe try to run her over, and then is like, no. Those thighs would break through my car. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then he tries to maybe start a fight, and it looks like Chun Li would win because Guile doesn't fight in this movie. Aside, the only he fights once, and we'll get to it. And it's an ass kicking on yeah. him. Yeah, it's kind of astonishing that. I mean, spoilers. They advertise the live action movie at the end of this one, at the end of the credits, which is very ironic because Guile does no fighting in this movie, and he is like the only one who gets a proper fight in the live action movie. <laughs> <laughs> It's like they had to make up or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if he got more fights in this movie, would they have let other people fight in the live action movie? No. <laughs> All right then. Chun Guile then agrees to go with Chun Li, and they're gonna go to they're gonna go to DJ. Yeah. Who? Again, good character, good introduction, good song for the introduction. Absolutely. Shows up once and is never seen again. <laughs> yep. Is just kind of there. Yeah, it, it, it kind of just, yeah. Look, uh, I, and there's a great moment. Like, the scene has the best moment is they're like, we need to look for these robots. And Chun-Li's like, you mean these things over here? And, like, kicks and, off the head yeah, of one of them. And decapitates one with It's the really funny. It is, yes. Because yeah. they are the most obvious robots. Like, they are so obvious. <laughs> yeah. I Look, I love this movie, but I ain't going to say it's uh, not flawed. So... <laughs> Yeah. There's yeah. then uh, uh, we get a scene of Bison and he's looking at the footage of that he's seen because they scan Chun Li, Guile, uh, and, and obviously and Bison has killed people, uh, specifically uh, people that uh, Guile and Chun Li know. So yeah, yeah. Had Bison has killed Guile's best friend Charlie, and he's killed Chun Li's father, 
Which cracks me up because we never, aside from, I guess, the movie that shall not be named, uh, we don't really see in a lot of continuities how Bison kills Chun-Li's dad. Mm. In this version, he just eats him off some scaffolding. <laughs> Which is leads to possibly my favorite line in the movie as Bison is like, Ah, yes, I remember her father's accident. <laughs> it's like, wink, wink. I love Bison. He's such a dick. <laughs> he is. Uh, he is. And he is. He's done pretty well in this movie. Uh, then we get another one of those really weird scenes in this movie. Uh, we go to a fancy party uh, where then we get a shot of Balrog who is dressed in a suit and holding a phone which is microscopic in his hand. It's like it's like watching um, oh what's this what's it? it's like watching Shaq hold something. <laughs> it, he's holding it like in between his thumb and index finger and it's like dude yeah <laughs> like he sneezes and awe call him <laughs> which this is probably where one of the only real bad designs in this movie and that's that's balrog yeah yeah it, it it has that problem that a lot of anime have where it's like oh that's a racist yeah it's got yeah. the the, the character the, the characters of black people that a lot of animes unfortunately have also like there's like in they infer that he's just dumb. Like, there's a lot of, like, weird racial stereotypes around him that's, like... Yeah. He's the only character that you're like, ooh. He's, uh, like, he's like, one move away from, like, carrying a, a, a fried chicken bucket around. Yeah. Like, it, it's... Put it, give him the afro and all that shit. It's like, oh, no. Yeah. Which is funny, because literally the scene before this, we got DJ, who's a really well-designed anime character, black anime character. Mm-hmm. But then we get to Balrog, and it's like, oh, they had to make up for lost time. Uh, in this, at this fancy party, as everyone is leaving the room, because uh, they're going to go watch a fight at this fancy party, and it's Zangief first Blanca. It's a cool couple of moments, but they're just there to fight quickly, because you're like, oh yeah, remember Zangief and Blanca? They need to be in this movie, they're too. Ju- they're just there to fight quickly, and uh, Balrog is there to flex out of a tux. Yeah, uh, which is... I thought that was hilarious. It's hilarious. That is hilarious. Zangief makes bedroom eyes at, at, at Balrog. And <laughs> it's also got a massive beard, which I didn't really think about. Like every every version of Z- of Zangief that I've seen, he doesn't really have that much of a beard. He has a beard, but it's yeah. not like that big. Yeah, like, it depends it on it. Like, I, there, there's somewhere I've seen. Yeah, like I said, it's a Street Fighter Six uh, on topic kind of. He has a massive beard in Street Fighter Six. Well, we we had the uh, the racist undertones in the scenes. Now let's go to the slightly uh, objectifying scene. As a, okay, very objectifying scene. Yeah. Uh, uh, we had to get uh, uh, Chun Li in the shower. It's a fighting game anime. You needed to get a chick in the shower. Uh, That's how it works. Yep. Uh, and 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 when this movie opened, it had the rating at the top of it for uh, nudity, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> and here's why it's why. rated there. Uh, we yep. have... I mean. Again, that's kind of a thing with not only fighting mm-hmm. game anime, but especially '90s anime. Oh, very much. Like you need the titty, mm. and I'm like, okay. Yeah, it, it's there. Uh, Guile is tr- the phone is ringing because Guile is trying to contact Chun Li because, uh oh, Vega's coming, which then leads into a ridiculously good fight. Oh, this, it's this very is good. this is the best fight in the movie. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and 
Also, uh, uh, you know, it's 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 one of the interesting times where like they were willing to animate and show Chun Li with her hair down and putting her hair up, which is actually interesting. Yeah, yeah you never I, really I, see I, that. I never realized. Yeah, that. I like that this kind of shows the Street Fighters kind of in just casual situations. Like, I like that it shows E Honda just talking to Ryu after a fight. I like that yeah. it shows Chun Li get putting her hair up, and it's like that's. Again, maybe it's because I'm a Street Fighter fan and I do just love these characters, but it's like, that's cool to see. Like, it's kind of like when Batman and Superman just have lunch. Like, it's just mm-hmm. cool to see. I, I mean, it, it's it's a joke in the live-action uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme one, but, like, it is kind of cool that they all do have day jobs in that movie. Yeah. yeah. Like, they all do stuff. So, like, that that is a cool aspect of it that they, yeah... They're just regular guys, but when they're not regular guys, they're kicking ass. They're fighting, yeah. Which you might be wondering, well, why didn't you do that one? We'll save that for when we get news on the live-action movie. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah, there you go. So, the Vega fight is happening. It is really good. It it's, it's I think this is the best animated moments of the movie. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. none of it feels skipped on. None of it, it feels like... Uh, there's any like regurgitated footage it feels just like they they went all like a lot of the six million dollar budget went to this scene it also they also Uh, really worked on making vega look scary and mm -hmm. intimidating he almost looks like a serial killer in this scene which he is Mm -hmm. so until you get to the part later on where he's like my beautiful face is ruined which made me kind of groan he takes his mask off and the thing that is great about vega that none of the movies have realized and honestly it's something that i I, more of is that like when he's in control he's menacing he is this like I'm in. I will like own you. I am the best. But you, the moment you put him slightly in an uncomfortable position, he becomes a whiny, scared man child. You gotta knock him off his rhythm. And they do that perfectly because the moment Chun Li lands a kick yeah, and throws a couch at him, <laughs> yeah, Chun Li like fucking burns his face, like steps on it and just twists her fucking heel into and it. And that moment he becomes he, he breaks down, and that's. That it was really cool. Like it's well done uh, uh, moment for Vega, and the fight is really good. It, it ends basically with Chun Li breaking Vega through the wall. Yeah, kicks mm. him enough times that he just bursts through a wall. Uh, and she has lost a lot of blood. She's been scratched all over. I will say, I'm not gonna go like negative on this, but or even say anything. It is a little, I think, interesting that. The scene that they animated the best or spent the most time and been all that is the one with the half naked lady. Hmm. Uh, in all honesty, okay, this is this might sound really weird to kind of defend that. I'd argue that it actually adds to Chun Li's badassness. Uh, it's fair because she's vulnerable right mm-hmm. now. She's in a t-shirt and her underwear. This is not proper fighting attire. She should be getting her ass kicked, and she does take a beating, but she has the power to you know, climb up, kick Vega's ass through a fucking wall. And there is absolutely... That's, that's why I'm fine with it. Yeah. I, I, I think there is a good story reason for it. My reason for bringing it up is not because I don't think it works for the story, because it really does, albeit at this point this kind of ends Chun-Li's arc in the movie as she is basically sidelined the rest of it. Mm-hmm. But it is... Because it, it, it really does work if they continued on more with Chun Li and like this was like all right vulnerable I'm gonna go on and I'm gonna kick Bison's ass you know something like that but because it just kind of ends her story some of that kind of 
while it's not there, it, while it is there, that element of it, it kind of falls flat at that point because that's, uh, that's a bit because that emotional moment doesn't have anything more payoff at the end. That's, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's really fair, but I'd also argue just Street Fighter in general has that problem. That's fair. Where it's sad that unironically the best Street Fighter in terms of actually letting characters get vengeance on Bison is genuinely the live action movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man. Because in no other Street Fighter continuity, again, as far as I'm aware, do the characters actually get vengeance on Bison? Because mm-hmm. in this movie and Street Fighter Five, the two that show Bison being taken down, it's Ryu, who in this movie has something that he hypnotizes Ken, but in Street Fighter Five, it's literally Ryu is like, "Oh, I'm the main character. I gotta beat Bison's ass." So yeah, yeah. he's got main character syndrome. A little bit of that. Uh, Guile arrives late, which is going to be a theme the rest of this movie. Him arriving <laughs> just a little too late. Uh, but yeah, he takes Chun Li to the hospital, and Chun Li's pretty much out of this movie at this point. Yep, yeah, suffers from a lot of blood loss. So. Yep. Uh, we flash to Ken, who is proposing to not Ryu. Um, despite uh, while proposing to Eliza, he is having flashbacks of the time he and Ken, uh, he and uh, Ryu were uh, uh, fighting. And uh, I think is this the no, this isn't the headband moment yet. That's the next flashback. Yes. Uh, that's the next one. So like it's moments, tender moments with them. And while he's picturing Ryu and thinking about him, they almost get hit by a truck. Yep. Which you, you know, you know, you tell me you've never done that before. Flash, flashing back about your very special friend, and then almost getting hit by a truck. Yeah, I mean, he's a very special friend. There's nothing, nothing going on. They're just really close friends. They're just right. Yeah, they're just friends. They fantasize about each other every day. Don't you do that about the homies? <laughs> they are good friends. They became quick friends. Uh, afterwards, you don't fantasize the homies good nights. <laughs> Ken drops off Eliza. She gives kind of an answer, but not really, but she's probably going to accept his proposal. Yeah, says I'll think about it, and concerning the fact that in the games they have a fucking kid together, she accepts it. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, and Ken drives off, uh, listening to, what was the, which music, this is Alice in Chains is playing. Yeah, yeah that's so it was right. Alice in Chains. Again, this movie has a banging soundtrack. And uh, at this point, Bison has come for Ken. Yeah, Bison. And Ken gets his ass handed to him. Yeah. He, yeah. he attempts to shit-talk Bison. He's like, hey, Buffalo. Uh, what is yeah. Buffalo or whatever your name is. Uh, yeah, but Ken, Something that could only come from a dubism. Yeah. yeah. But Ken tries to fight uh, M. Bison. It doesn't go well. And Bison gets Ken, and once again, Guile is late. Yeah. <laughs> Every time. Every time. For, again, the main character of the movie that was being advertised heavily at the time, he doesn't do shit in this movie. Yeah. It would be like if there was an animated movie that came out at the same time as Captain America Civil War, and Captain America didn't do shit. It was Spider-Man who was the main character. (laughs) It's like, well, that's cool, but... (laughs) It's basically if the new uh, uh, Spider-Man movies were not less about Spider-Man and more about Flash Tons than this. Oh, <laughs> it's how yeah. you watched everything through. Oh, that would be weird. That's kind of like, it's like, it's yeah, he's a, he's a character and he's important in it, but why are we focusing so much on him in this movie? Right. Uh, other than that he, he has a history with Bison and is going to be the main character of a live-action movie. 
Yeah. Uh, and, and that's why he's the focus, because he was going to be the main character of the live-action movie. Ken is still thinking a lot of Ryu as he is... Yeah. Naked and getting the Ken doll treatment in uh, uh, in he, Bison's torture room. Yeah, Bison's basically torturing him and kind of rewriting his memories at this point. And he's just nonstop thinking of Ryu, nonstop. And Bison is mind controlling him. At the same time, Ryu is climbing a mountain because he can. Because he can. Because yeah. Uh, Are you gonna tell him no? Well, I mean, when he gets to the top of the mountain, it's where E Honda is. So that's the assumption he's going to meet E Honda. I really. But, I really like to imagine it's one of those things where Ryu climbs the mountain and Ihonda walks down. It's like, dude, those stairs. Like, you can't <laughs> just take him the stairs. Uh, and uh, while he's climbing, he has a flashback of when Ken kicks him really hard and cuts his face and then gives him his headband. Well, it's actually, it's Ryu's headband. It's Ken's hair tie because he's yes. got long-ass hair in, in the flashback. Well, yes, yes. it's it, Which I... Long-haired Ken's my favorite Ken. I love Ken with long hair. It looks hair. good. Uh, and again, styles are great. These yeah. characters look great Gen- in this movie. Absolutely. I, Gen- these flashbacks would actually lead way to the Alpha series, the Street Fighter Alpha series, which is a prequel to the Street Fighter 2 story. Mm-hmm. And I'll be perfectly honest, the Alpha designs are my favorite designs of the whole series. I love the Alpha designs. Guile yeah. arrives kind of on time this time. Close. Close-ish. Close close uh, and uh, to be like, hey, Bison has Ken. And Ryu's like, what? What do you mean? No, Ken would never be evil. And then evil Ken comes in. And then evil <laughs> Ken arrives. <laughs> it's like a, it's like an it's always sunny in Philadelphia thing. What? Ken would never be evil. Ken turns evil. Ken turns evil. <laughs> uh, Bison monologues a little bit. And then Ihonda is tired of it. Uh, and is like, I'm either going to kill you or die. And goes charging after him. Yeah. Yeah. I'm either gonna kill you or I'm gonna kill myself, which is like a very out of out of nowhere line. Uh, Bison though teleports away and he goes smack into Balrog, and there's a little bit of a uh, E Honda Balrog fight, which is another. A lot of the the fights in this movie are animated gorgeously. There's part of me that wishes we saw a little bit more of them. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. Like especially E Honda and Balrog, I'm like ooh. These are the two big boys. That could be a sick fight. What? It's over. <laughs> yeah, you don't see very much of it. Uh, there are three fights going on at that point. Ihonda, Balrog. Guile is getting uh, the absolute piss beaten out of him by uh, Bison. Hey, and here's, hey, Guile, here's your one fight in the movie. It's you getting your ass whipped. He doesn't <laughs> yeah. like, don't get a single head off. Oh, who, man. who gets beaten worse? The guy that Ryu headbutts in the arena or Guile versus Guile. him? By Guile. <laughs> Look, the headbutt guy was over quick. It just took one hit. Guile is at least still standing, but yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's not much. Uh, Ryu is fighting Ken, but he is clearly holding back because he doesn't want to fight him. And he's trying to reach Ken, who mind controlled. Uh, this and- isn't you. And I'm the, pretty sure he says that at one point. Yes, multiple times. Yes, he does. Their special love bond is starting to break uh, Ken's mind control. Uh, he is slowly lo- breaking it, and eventually he does which, break free. Which, I'll be perfectly honest, normally that's a cliche that I roll my eyes at, but I like that there's a little line earlier where, like, he's not ready, the hypnosis is not fully complete. Yeah. So it's like, okay, so it makes sense. He why why it did is because so. Bison pushed it too fast. Yeah, so I'm fine with that, even though mo- normally that cliche I always kind of roll my eyes at. Uh, and then Bison shows up and basically... 
smacks Ken to oblivion. Yeah, he... Bison and Ryu start to fight, and I think Sean said it best. Bison decides to embody every fucking fighting game final boss and be a cheap little bitch. <laughs> he has his, his like, two-hand purple ball attack thing that he, yeah. he does. Uh, he teleports, he flies. Can uh, he teleport in the games? Yeah, at least in one of them, I'm pretty sure. It's complicated. Because it's right, not even really a true it. teleport. Like he, my my, uh, walking. It looks like he's just moving really fast. So to the to, it looks like teleport. it looks like teleporting. Yeah, so I think that's probably what it is because he can do that in the games. So. It, oh, okay. it is though here. Even though Ryu is losing this fight badly, he is the only one who is actually touching Bison occasionally, like actually getting close to Bison. Yeah. And 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 hitting. Even though he, I don't think he gets any hits off yet. On no. him, but it's like, okay, yeah. If Bison weren't doing the chip cheap OP tricks, uh, he would get a fight. Yeah. He would get in on this. It's very obvious Ryu is the best of them. It mm-hmm. is Ryu is the best Street Fighter in terms of just combat prowess, which I like that it's kind of subtle about showing that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Ken is coming back to uh, basically his mind is coming back and. He realized, oh, my legs aren't working. Okay, all right. Let's get up. All right, flashbacks. All right, yep. We love Ryu. Yep, okay. All right, all right. Standing, standing, standing. All right, all right, all right. I can fight now. All right, I can fight. I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna even the odds here. And uh, he gets into the fight, and then we get a uh, Ryu and Ken fight against Bison. It's That is very reminiscent of one Hobbs and Shaw. Very reminiscent. Yeah. You have some great... Uh, there's one moment where, like, Bison swings down and Ryu, like, latches on to Bison's arm and then tries to flip him over. Bison's able to stop it. Uh, and when Ryu finally starts landing punches, they are big punches. Yeah, very big punches. I like that Ryu just... Delivers a beat down on Bison. It, it, it is. There's a little bit of, like we don't have enough for it to be like super cathartic because Bison is. It, yeah, it's a movie. It's not super long. There's not a lot of like Bison doesn't do a lot in this movie other than being like the vague boogeyman in the background for a lot of it. Yeah, uh, it's but a, that the punches still feel good. Yeah, it's not like Universal Soldiers beat down where you're just like, yeah, this guy deserves everything he's getting. Right. This, this one. It's still cool. Like it's still like these beat da- this beat down is still pretty satisfying, but it's more like this guy's just a dick. Take him down. <laughs> and uh then both Ridu and Ken fire super mega ultimate Hadokens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh we get a big attack that knocks Bison out for good. Like question fl- mark fl- makes him fly through like Shoots him through the sh- the, the, the helicopter, heli- the and helicopter, the helicopter plane thing, and then the helicopter blows up. And then it, yeah, which is a very satisfying villain death. It is. It is very satisfying. Yeah, we'll get to why death, it's less satisfying in a few seconds. Well, <laughs> but at the moment it was very at satisfying. Mo- at the moment, it, yeah. Uh, Guile gets a phone call from the hospital, and it's like, oh no! And he runs to Chun Li. Oh, she's dead. Oh, at least we killed Bison before you. And she's like, I know. Yeah, she she's just, not dead. Yeah, she just surprises him, which I really like this part because I like it. It's just really weirdly placed in the movie. Like I get it; it's funny. It's just it's just a, it's just like I mean, it, we it, come straight down from like beating Bison in this huge emotional moment, and like 
it just hits this. It's very anime. I've seen this sort of thing a lot of things, so I'm not saying it's bad. It's just a, it, it is a little bit of a whiplash moment. That is yeah, fair. Yeah. That is fair. Ryu says bye to Ken. Uh, Ken's going to go off and with Eliza, and Ryu's going to walk away. And walk. Uh, and walk and walk and walk. And the credit music start playing. And the credits start. But it's not over, because a truck is coming towards him. Oh, gosh, it's Bison. Freeze frame. Corn starts playing. Yeah, that's, Which, and that's the end. Look, I love the shit out of this movie. I do have two genuine problems with it. One, the lack of guile. I do think guile, for as important a character as they're building him up to be, should have done more. Mm-hmm. Two, I don't like this ending. <laughs> it, remind, it reminds me, the the ending of the... Of the the way this movie ends reminds me of a, a Phineas and Ferb bit where they're like in a fantasy world and there are these two giant monsters fighting and there's like heavy metal music playing and then like one of the monsters falls and the music's like, and now the beast is down for good. But wait, it's cutting back up again! And he does that like three times. There's a very uh, uh, WWE wrestling feel to the end of this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know what, that's probably the best way to put it, because WWE is one of the places where it's like, oh my god, you fell into the literal pits of hell. You're probably going to be tortured for all eternity. Oh, you're fine next week? Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's it kind of got a feel of almost like, gotcha. Uh, yeah, but there's going to be more movies. Uh, go watch the live action one next year. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just one of those things where I'm like, that. it's a little underwhelming for... Mm-hmm. Especially because that final blow to Bison is so good. It's it so is, damn it satisfying. Is. So, him surviving it, it's on brand for Street Fighter, I'll admit. But it's I'm on also brand like, for anime, so yeah. But, but I'm also like, oh, come on. <laughs> and because, again, you know, you don't ever want to beat the big bad because you've got to sell more stuff. Yeah. Even though, ironically, Bison would not be the big bad of Street Fighter 3, so they could have just killed him here, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. I. Yeah. But... Do we hindsight's hindsight's twenty twenty so? But yeah, that's Street Fighter Two, the animated movie, and on this podcast we like to ask two important questions of every film that we watch. The first one is, how does this movie hold up? This is one of those movies that's like dated in the best way. Mostly, I will kind of one hundred percent agree. It's like it's so of its time, but at the but. At the same time, that's not really a bad thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the only thing that doesn't hold up is, you know, Balrog's design and kind of the Chun-Li yeah, sexualization. The, the, a little but bit. At the, at the same time, that's also kind of evocative of that 90s anime. And even modern anime. And, and it's, it, it, yeah, it's, it's so, again, it's not... I look, I ain't a prude. I like the titty, so... <laughs> but it, it's... It holds up really well because it is gorgeously animated. Oh, yeah. yeah. Gorgeously animated. Yeah, there's a few moments where facial expressions and things are really off. But, my God, this movie is designed and animated. You can see the money right there. Yeah, absolutely. It is gorgeously designed and animated and everything. So, uh, But, yeah, there, there are moments in the story. Uh, because it's a fighting game, characters get put to the side. Arcs kind of feel a little unfulfilled. Specifically Chun-Li. Chun-Li, yeah. like, is, like, investigating this. Oh, we're going to sideline it. I, yeah, I mean, I guess Bison died, but, like, does anything about what she did this movie feel yeah, I know, satisfying? Admittedly, even though I do love the fight between her and Vega, I adore that fight, I feel like it probably should have been placed at the end with mm-hmm. everyone else. So, you know, E-Honda's fighting Balrog, uh, Chun-Li's fighting... 
Chun Li is fighting Vega. Vega. Hell, bring DJ in and maybe have him fight Sagat because Sagat just kind of disappears. Yeah, you could yeah, you could have done a little more with fighting things or even a lot of it. But the only way, unfortunately, with Guile you can put away because a lot of Guile you, you don't hear of it. Like Chun Li talks about her past and all these things, and we have the flashback of Bison remembering that past. So, unfortunately, the only satisfying ending to this, her arc, is if she killed Bison. Yeah. yeah and because again, we don't get that, it, it just kind of feels a little empty. Which, sadly, again, is a major thing in Street Fighter in general. They, for some reason, just won't ch- won't let Chen Li kill this son of a bitch. It's always got to be someone else. Won't let her have her ending, or at least have her be there, have, the, have her have some of the have ending her, moments. Have her get a head off. Like, it just came out, so I uh, bring this up. It's... Kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy 3, where the final beatdown on the High Evolutionary is just everyone, everyone. getting their smacks yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that would have been a really satisfying Considering ending. Considering they made then, Bison so OP, there would have been nothing wrong with three or four people fighting in that final fight against him. Yeah, maybe, you know, Guile gets a flash kick in, uh, Chun-Li gets the Kikyoken, DJ does his moves, I'll be honest, I don't play that much DJ, and then have Ryu and Ken finish it off with the double Hadouken. Yeah. I think that would have been dope, but so, but this movie still so smacks. This movie's still pretty it's, dope. Yeah, and it holds up <laughs> just fine. There's just some things that, yeah, on, on that that I wish would have, like, concluded arcs, but... Hey, live-action Street Fighter producers, you're listening! <laughs> <laughs> there are definitely ways to, to make 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 uh, this franchise into a movie. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't think there's really anything that like doesn't hold up aside from that. Mm-hmm. I think everything else... Music, yeah, it's a little cheesy in parts. Holds up. The soundtrack holds up well. Yeah. Action, holds up. Animation, holds up. Voice acting, but it's a little bit of the 90s, so I get why you might say it doesn't hold up particularly well. But yeah. like, it, yeah, but nothing about it outside the, of like a couple of the reads from uh, Ken's voice actor at the beginning. Yeah, Ken, uh, none of and, it, and that was only at the beginning. None of the like voice acting felt bad necessarily. Just no. felt like, oh yeah, that's how 90s voice acting was. Ken is one of those. Ken's the only voice who I was like, that's not exactly what I picture Ken as. But <laughs> like Ryu, I think was spot on. Chun Li was perfect. Guile was perfect. Brian Cranston is Fei Long is not what I imagined, but it's very funny, so I'll allow it. <laughs> yeah, it, it all works. The second question we ask on this podcast of every film that we watch: What can modern movies take from it? So, th- this is something that, uh, especially recently, video game movies have gotten better at, but I'm still not. A hundred percent convinced they've gotten down yet because it's only been a couple of movies that have done this recently. It's staying true to the source material and keeping that sort of keeping it video game accurate. You know, you you don't have to you don't have to change so much stuff to make Especially it work. Especially designs. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to have to change the designs in order to make a movie if you want to if you want to change like a couple of story things that's fine mm-hmm. but as long as you keep everything true to the characters the way that they design the way that they are the way that the world is as long as you keep it true to that that that's all you need mm-hmm. i'm just going to be perfectly honest what i think modern movies can take from this is kind of 
I know we bring up 2D animation, everyone, but that obviously just do more 2D animation, even if this is anime, so it's mm-hmm. not quite the same. Because yes, make more anime. <laughs> I don't think that's a problem. I'm okay no. with that. <laughs> There's so many. Uh, yeah. No, but in all seriousness, what I think uh, modern movies can take from this one is... I like me some fight movies. And this yeah. is a pretty rad fight movie. So I would say maybe do some more fight movies. And genuinely also... Uh, there's something, kind of something that... You know, movies are getting better about this, but there's still occasionally the one where I'm rolling my eyes. There's actually not a romance in this movie. Guile and Chun-Li kind of have something going on, but it's more of a father-daughter mentor-teacher kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So not every movie needs romance. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with romance, but not every movie don't force it in. Yeah, don't force mm-hmm. it in. Don't feel the need to heck, that is actually something that the live action movie also does well. There's not a romance in that and it's not really necessary. So yeah, I would say give me more fight movies. You don't need romance and everything. 2D animation obviously. And yeah. yeah. I I'll actually kind of piggyback on your don't need romance in a little bit from it is that you don't have to have your emotional beats come from romance. You don't have to have it. Uh, Don't be afraid to be a little homoerotic in things. Like, it's okay if your guy character is absolutely obsessed with another guy in that way to try to... Friendship is okay motivation. Yeah, look, look, we... Look, we make the jokes, but in all honesty, in this movie, Ken and Ryu are genuinely just really good friends. They're great. They're, yeah, it's yeah, a great bros. friendship. They, and the fact that they care for each other that much... It allows the same not, emotional beat to be hit at the end than it would have been with a forced-in romance, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's okay. You can get that emotion from uh, any of these sort of things, but I think studios have been so... or And, and other people have been so scared to put them out... Because of being the blowback of, oh, they're gay, you know, yeah. oh, that's why it's bad. No, it's okay. Yeah, but it's, fuck them. <laughs> it's okay to, it's okay to, to, to love the homies. Like, it's yeah, okay yeah, to exactly. be like. Yeah, it's okay to just be really good friends, like unironically. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it will have the same emotional impact as a lot of times romances will in movies. Sometimes. And sometimes sometimes more. arguably even more, yeah. yeah. Yeah, especially if, you know, over a poorly integrated, just forced in romance, you know, a good friendship is going to work just fine here. And this movie focuses on that. And so even though I may have some problems with some of the arcs being unresolved, the big emotional impact of this movie hits. Mm -hmm. It hits. And so, like, movies, don't be afraid of that. Don't be afraid of it because you you can get the same emotional impact. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, that's Street Fighter 2, the animated movie. What do you guys think? Do you like this movie? Uh, Or is there another Street Fighter movie that you like more? Well, you can let us know, either by commenting below here on this Patreon, or sending us an email to bleepyouplaying at gmail.com. That's bleepyouplaying at gmail.com. Are you one of the people who prefer Street Fighter Alpha movie to this movie? Genuinely, are you out there? I'm kind of (laughs) curious. Yeah. Uh, And would you like us to watch a different movie? One of the other Street Fighter movies. You can make us do that by subscribing to our Super Bleephead tier here on Patreon. Patreon.com slash WhatTheBleep. It's Patreon.com slash WhatTheBleep. So yeah, make us watch Legend of Chun-Li. 
torture please, Mason. Please don't. Oh, <laughs> please don't. But yeah, we'll be back next time with uh, a lot more action. So yeah, see you then. I liked it.